did anybody not receive a welcome package this morning? Prayer requests? Whatever you have going on, it's a good way to start. Amen. It's kind of like a starter kit for the day. You get started and then you, you know, the rest of your day seems to go well. Why? You've spent some time in God. Spent some time in the secret place with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. 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 All right. So that's how you get on the prayer line. I'm so excited. We broke 27 the other day. Which I know I'm not okay with that because I'm ready for the next level, right? I'm ready to break 30. That's only three more. So if uh, on Christmas Eve morning, if we had like over 30, you know, that'd be a great Christmas present for Pastor Sally. Amen. And for Jesus. Amen. Amen. So if you have not gotten that yet, would you do that for me for Christmas? Would you give that to me for my Christmas gift? Would you just download it on your telephone and then uh, just be on the call? And I usually call roll in the morning so I know who all is on the on the call. So don't be quiet. Speak up and just say your name so I can write you down and I can rejoice in that we're growing. Amen. We've been declaring growth. And this is just a wonderful way to continue in our growth. Well, I'm super excited about this month of December. This is um, lesson number four in this series that we've been doing called Declare It December. Amen. We're excited. Come on now. What's going on? Declare it December. We've been focusing on purpose on our words. And this has been, in my opinion, of all the months that we've been doing, um, you know, writing a different chapter every month for our lives. Um, you know, this month has been the most amazing to me, the most revelatory. I've gotten more revelation in my spirit this month than at any other time, any other one that we've done. And we did, what do we do? Y'all help me. Jubilee January. Favored in February. Miraculous March. How I many you know God still does miracles? Still in the miracle working business. Amazing Life April. Just do it June. Jehovah Jireh. Je- Oh, oh, man, May. Just do it, June. Jehovah Jireh, July. Apple of his eye, August. How do you know you got to know who you are in Christ? I am right. the apple of his eye. He yeah. me. He's going to bless anybody. He's going to bless me. Uh-huh. Amen. So he said, he, we are the apple of his eye. And then we came, came on over into September. And it was stretch, stretch out. out September. Yeah. Stretch out your faith in September. Yes. And then October was overflow October. October. Yeah. November was new levels. New, level. new levels November. And then now here we are December. Declare right. it December. Amen. And we've just really been focusing on our words. How important it is that we set a watch over our mouth. And don't say stuff you don't want because you don't have whatsoever you say, the Bible yeah. says. So don't say, stop saying things that you don't want. So we're being real careful about our words and what we allow to come out of our mouths. Amen? Amen. So we're ready to have lesson number four. I guess is there one more Sunday in December? Five Sundays. So we'll have five lessons. I'm so excited. We have five lessons on the, the power of our words. So excited about that. So right now what we're going to do is make a faith declaration before we get started. All right? So if you would, to honor the word, would you hold your note sheet? Because it's got all the scriptures we're going to look at this morning. Would you just hold it up to honor the word? That the word has final authority in our lives. Yes. His word trumps absolutely everything that could come our way. Glory yes. to God. He sent his word and healed us. He yes. said, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return unto me void. But it will go out and accomplish the thing for wherein I sent it. So he sent his word to us. I mean, you know, Jesus is the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and his name is Jesus. Amen? So we're honoring Jesus when we honor the word. So I want you to say this with me. Say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to hear and apply his word. I'm about to know better so that I may do better, have 
better and be better. I am becoming everything God is destined me to be. I am becoming everything the devil fears I'll be. I'm becoming everything the haters say I could never be. So after today, I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Come on, slap three people. High five and say, you better decree it. Better decree it. Hallelujah. Well, if you did not receive a pen with your welcome packet, would you raise your hand because you're going to need a pen to follow along and fill in the blanks and take notes. Anybody, you need a pen, raise your hand. The ushers will come help you real quick. Anybody need a pen, raise your hand. Trip them. No, I'm just kidding. Don't trip my ushers. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Just get their attention. Yeah, I can't see up here, but we, we'll see. We'll give it a shot. If y'all if y'all don't participate, I'm going to come down there. I better, y'all better stay connected. Right. All right, praise the Lord. Yeah, I can't do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> see, it just don't feel right. I feel disconnected. We got here with y'all. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. So here's what we're looking at. Number one. Number one. The power of the spoken word. We have to really get a revelation. Really get a revelation. On the power of our words. That they're not just words. That we that words are powerful. That words are carriers. They carry what's in them. They contain what is in them. Like a seed. A seed is a container. Amen. When you plant a seed, it grows what, what, it's, what it's been assigned to grow, right? Amen. Same thing with our words. Our words are like a seed. When you plant a seed, that's what you're going to get. A word seed. That's what you're going to get. So it's so super important that we focus on our words and we understand that words are important. Number one, words are more than just sound. Amen. Words are carriers. They carry the power. They carry power. They contain power. Words are power. You know, they say sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's not true. That's a lie right out of hell. Because your words matter almost more than anything. And you know, Bishop said, you know, I heard him say last year, it was at one of his conferences, I believe it was at the Bishop's Roundtable, Bishop Ivy Hilliard, he said, you know, when you really believe that what you say is what you're going to have, so that's when you're really there. That's when you're really in faith. Right. Is when you really believe and you really get a revelation that what I say, that you'll have what's where you say, that's when you're really getting somewhere in faith. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's more than just sound. My words contain power. Look at James 3, 2 through 5. If you could find someone whose speech was perfectly true, you'd have a what? Perfect, perfect man. In what? In perfect control. You'd have a perfect person in perfect control of life. Amen. So your life would become something better if you could get control of your words. Somebody say amen right there. Amen. All right. Number two, my words release creative power in my life. Now this has been a point that I've put on every note sheet so far in this series. Mm -hmm. Why do you keep putting that on there, Pastor Sal? Doesn't she know she did that last week? And does she not remember? No, because repetitive information mm -hmm. bursts the belief system in you, and your belief system will dictate your behavior. You've got to hear something more than once. Faith comes by hearing, hearing not by hearing. heard. Hearing. Faith doesn't hearing. come by heard. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So i got to have you hear it on a continual basis that your words have created power. Yeah. Your words have created power. Amen. Your words have the power to create life or to create death. Amen. Proverbs 18, 21. 
Say this with me. Death and life are in the what? In the power of the tongue. So I have the right. I have the ability to release life, to release creative life, or to, re to release death. Yes. Amen. It's up to you. You choose. It says that those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. So in other words, you're going to live what you say. And if you you got you make your bed, you got to lie in it, right? Yeah. We're making our bed with our words. So number three, the primary use of words is to release power. Communication is secondary. The primary the primary purpose <laughs> and use of words is to release power. Amen. Communication is secondary. Amen. Message Bible says words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Come on, Pastor. You get to choose. He said, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Now choose life. And we choose it with our words. I mean, you get ready to say something negative out of your mouth, you get it halfway out. Ooh. Mm hmm. Stop and turn it around into something positive. Amen? Amen. Because we're going to have whatsoever we say. That's what Jesus said. You'll have whatsoever you say. So, Matthew 12, 36. What does it say? Words are powerful. Take them seriously. That means if they're powerful, they're full of power. Words are full of power. Words are powerful. That means they're full of power. So we have to take them seriously. And, you know, we'll be pulled in the direction of our words. We'll be pulled in the direction of our words. You know, um, in James, he said that, you know, even though a horse is so big, you can turn a horse any direction you want him to go by getting control of his mouth. He gave us that as an illustration that we can get control of our lives if we can get control of our words, get control of our mouths. So then he also said that you can steer a ship in like the biggest, most awful storm, a skilled captain, come on, we got to get skilled. Yeah. A skilled yeah. captain can set a course in the most yeah. treacherous storms and winds uh, by, by, set, by setting a course. We, we, in the same way, set our lives on course. No matter what the winds are, we just keep plugging, just blow, you go, go into the wind. Set yourself yeah. into the wind. And you say, I will not die. Yeah. I will live and not die to clear the works of the Lord. I am healed. I am blessed and abundantly supplied. Amen. Yes, you, amen. you talk your way right through it. You yes. talk your way right to it. You stay stable. Yes. Stable and fixed and anchored in the yes. word of God. You're yes. able to direct your life, the direction that you want it to go, by speaking God's word. But you've got to do it without doubting. Mm. Come on now. Jesus said somehow you've got to receive that thing. Uh -huh. Believe you receive it. Yes. Then you ask and you'll have whatsoever you say. Yes. Somehow I've got to get myself to believe it's already mine. Uh, I've asked according to his will. Yeah. And his word says that if we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears us. And yeah. if he hears us, we know we have Whatever. the petitions that we've asked. We, yeah. we already have it. Well, I just asked. I don't see it. It doesn't matter. I already have it. It's already mine. It already belongs to me. Amen. Yeah. So we have to somehow receive it without doubting before we see it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Jesus said, you'll have whatsoever you say. So this is where, where Jesus had spoken to the fig tree. He said, let no fruit ever grow on you again. Nobody's ever going to eat fruit from you ever again. The next day, the tree was withered up from the roots. Peter said, Master, look what happened. You just spoke. And Matthew said immediately, you know, when I looked at in his version of what happened, 
And Matthew said, he said, let no fruit grow in you ever again. He said, immediately the tree withered up. So Matthew might have been looking back as they walked out of the city and he may have seen it wither up. Peter didn't see it until the next day when it was already done. But the tree immediately withered up. And Jesus said, you know, they said, how could this happen? He said, have faith in God. For truly, I tell you, assuredly, when Jesus said, look, assuredly, I tell you, you can take this to the bank. Assuredly, I tell you that whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. He said, you'll have whatsoever you say. You've got to believe in your heart that you've already received it. Amen. Where in the world am I? Message translation. Message translation, 1236. Okay, message translation. I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. Underline that for every idle word. Wow, that's kind of scary. You must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Wow, so I need to make, now I know I'm, I'm, I'm saved by the blood of Christ, it's by what he did, I'm not saving myself with my words, but God is saying, you know, your words are very important, you know, I put you here to do a certain thing for a certain time, you're my partners in the earth, amen, amen. so he's put us here to take care of business, TCV, turn to your neighbor and say it's time to TCV, you know, it's the will of God that we would grow up, that we would grow up in the word, that we would grow up in Christ Jesus, that we no longer be children tossed to and fro by every word and every wind of doctrine, but God wants us to grow up. He wants us to know his word so that we can so that we can do his word. We can be doers of his word. We can be those who speak his word. You know, the, the, the elementary things are submitting ourselves to him. Amen. That's, the ele- that's the elementary. Okay, so I've already submitted myself to God. Now what? Well, he wants you to operate in faith. He wants you to be his faith partner in the earth like Abraham was. Amen. Amen. He wants us to, to do his will and to bring his will to pass in the earth. Come on. Y'all say amen. amen. You got this? Are y'all getting this? Yes. yes. Okay. So number four. Jesus spoke two things with authority. Yes. T-O. He spoke two things with authority. He didn't talk about stuff. Jesus would turn around and talk to a tree. Yeah. Jesus would turn around and tell the wind what he wanted it to do. Yeah. He would turn around and tell the sea, peace be still. Come on, guys. He would turn and tell somebody dead, come, come forth. Yeah. Now, how are you going to tell somebody dead, been dead four days, already stinking, to come out the grave? Come on. Like but Jesus would, would look at something and talk to it yeah. and tell it what he wanted it to do. Yeah. Come on. And see, I think that's what we do too many times. We talk about stuff rather than being like Jesus and talking to stuff. Yeah. And that's why he's got us here. Yeah. That's why he. That's why we're here. Amen. He's given us the same authority. Yes. Amen. So he spoke to things with authority. We do what he does. Look at Mark four thirty nine. It says then he arose and did what? Rebuked the wind. Yes. He rebuked the wind. Jesus was talking to the wind. You know that. Yes. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Come, Come on, on. Yeah. Come on, But he looked at the wind and he rebuked it. Yes. He rebuked the wind and he said to the sea. Y'all help me preach. He said. To the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. So you mean the sea obeyed his voice? Yes, Yes, it did. You mean the wind stopped because he said cease because he rebuked it? Yes, it did. It did what he told it to do. Peter's mother-in-law was sick. 
So they all went over to Peter's house and they said, Master, come and take a look at her. She's got a high fever. She, she couldn't do anything but lay there. So look at what Jesus did. Luke 4, 39 says, so he stood over her. You know what? We need to stand up and do some things. You need to stand up. You know, if we just rise up in some situations, we could do a lot. We're half convinced that we're letting too much stuff just happen. We're letting too many things just get by. Too many things just go by. We let stuff go on and on and on forever. Like that one thing that's broken on your car. Come on. Just this one thing. And you just learn, you know, some of our, some of our cars have operating instructions <laughs> that go beyond the manual. Like, you know, you got to hold your hand right here while you do this, you know, to make this work. Yeah, you got to pump it a little bit, turn the wheel twice, turn it, and then it'll, it'll work. <laughs> Come on now. You know, and all it would take is like one thing to fix it. But we just put up with it because we get used to it. I'm convinced there's some stuff in our life that we need to say, I have had enough. Start talking to it. So he stood up. It's time to stand up over some things. Time to rise up. And I feel like that's what we're about to do in the year 2019. I think this year has been an incredible breakthrough. But I think it's been more incredible breakthrough right here. Right in our minds. In, in, in getting a revelation of who we are. What we're supposed to do. Who God is. Amen. So that as we go into next year, we're ready to take territory. Come on now. We are equipped. It's like we... It's like we we're not waiting for 2019 to get here. We're already running. We're sprinting into it with some power. Amen. Amen. So we're going to all of our words. We're going into 2019 to do some business. Yes. Come on, Pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So he stood up. He yes. stood over her. And he did what? He rebuked her. You mean Jesus talked to a fever? Yes. Come on now. Talk to her. Jesus talked to a fever. Yes. He rebuked it. So I had to look up, what does that word rebuke mean? It means to forbid. He said, fever, I forbid you in the name of Jesus. Well, he didn't say the name of Jesus because he was Jesus. But he said, fever, I rebuke you. See, we have the power to say, I forbid this. I forbid it. So he stood over her and told the fever to leave. And it left. Do you see that in the message translation? He stood over her, told the finger to leave, and it left. Would you underline, and it left? It obeyed his words. If he stood there and talked about, you know, I've had a fever too. And you know, fevers, fevers are awful. Make you feel bad, get the chills. Man, just cover up and sweat that thing out. He didn't feel and say, you sure feel hot. It was about 104 to me. That can't feel good. Sometimes we offer sympathy in situations when God has raised you up to talk to somebody. It's called you to talk to somebody's situation. Maybe they ain't got the revelation yet, but that's why God raised you up. So you can talk and speak over somebody and so you can show show forth the works of God. That's what we're supposed to do. We gotta get past this submitting ourselves to God. That's a reasonable service. Amen. Yes, amen. To go and show it is the good and perfect will of the Father. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. And so she got up and served. Look, he stood over her and rebuked the finger and it left her. And immediately she rose and served. She she got up and, and served dinner. Yes. Praise God. So you've got to stop talking about it and start talking to it. And you know it's going to feel a little weird at first. Yes. You're going to be like this. I can't do this with nobody watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember a few years ago, I had a car that was stupid. <laughs> it was just stupid. 
This car had, I don't know, nine flat screens in it. Flat, fat flat screens in the trunk in case you got locked in, I guess. It had a big speaker in the back and it had that, those airbags so it could go shh, shh, it was a competition car, but I was driving from my everyday driver. Had suicide doors on it. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous car. It won like all kinds of awards and car shows and that type of thing. But but the the, the air ride decided to go out on one side. So I'm riding like this. You know, somebody said, that's stupid. Yeah, so the car is riding like this. So I take it to chaotic customs and say, y'all, can y'all fix this for me? They said, yeah, we'll take a look at it. So, because you can't take that just anywhere. Air, air ride is a, is, is a custom deal. So I took it to them and said, you know, I need you to fix it. They took it, they, they looked at it, they charged me my money. I go to pick it up. He said, no, I need you to sign this paper. He slides it across the table. And I'm like, what is this? He said, I need you to sign this. If you get killed in this car, it's not my fault. <laughs> Did you say killed? So I signed the paper so he'd let me have my car. And uh, I walked out and looked at that car and I began to talk to it. I said, you are not God's best for me. I call you replaced. And until you are replaced, you will take me where I want to go with no stress, no strain, and no struggle. The next day, the car broke down again. So I thought about, you know what, well, that didn't work. But you know what, I went out and I spoke to it again. I said, you, you better hear me. You, you didn't hear me last time. So you better hear me this time. And I won't say it again. You are not God's best for me. I call you replace and yes. tell me you will take me where I want to go with no stress, no strain, and no struggle. Yes. In Jesus' name. Yes. I call it replace. Yes. See, it's going to be whatever you call it. Yes. I looked at that car and I called it your new name. It used to be No Contest was the name of that car. That was the name of the car, No Contest. I looked at it and said, you got a new name. It's called Replaced. Come on now. Your name is now Replaced. Yes. It was a week later, I got a phone call from somebody who said, if I give you $10,000 cash, would you take it? I said, can you get here before dark? It's yours. <laughs> so I got the money and I traded the car for exactly the car I had been looking for. I wanted a white one, um, 2012 uh, Chrysler 300. I wanted it, you know, because it had, I, I wanted the 12 because of the shape of the clock. Isn't that silly? But that's how us girls are. I'm going to buy a car because of the shape of the clock inside. <laughs> that's how we are, right, girl? Amen. Praise the Lord. But it started because I spoke to the car. Yeah. Come on now, you are not God's best for me. Right. If you're in a situation where you're experiencing stuff that is not God's best, you got to tell you are not God's best for yeah. me. I rebuke you. Yeah. I forbid you. Yeah. I'm I take authority Pastor. over you. Yes. I call you gone. Yes. Yes. I call you replaced with something better. Come on now. Amen. Amen. You gotta start talking to you. It feels a little weird at first. It's a I checked to see if anybody was looking. <laughs> but I talked. Amen. Amen. Come on. And the car, the car was replaced. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. You know, God told Adam, whatever you call it, that's what it is. That's what it's going to be. Yes. He brought all the animals by Adam. Because he made Adam a speaking spirit. Yes. He said, Adam, whatever you call it, that's, that's going to be his name. Yes. That's going to be. So God is saying, what are you calling it? Come on. What are you calling your situation? Yes. Are you talking to, to, to your financial situation? I rebuke you. Yes. Yes. 
You are not God's best for me. I declare prosperity and overflow yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes. You will be full. Amen? Amen? I will live in the overflow. Amen. This is not God's best for me. So I declare God's will on earth just as it is, is in heaven. There's no lack in heaven. So I declare plenty and prosperity in my life right now in Jesus' name. That's the way he, that's the way he created us to do it, y'all. Come on now. Number five. We become like God when we call things into existence. Amen. When God got ready to make everything, he looked into the darkness. He did not say, it sure is dark in here. Man, it's dark. What are we going to do, Gabriel? Daniel, you got any ideas what we're going to do? It sure is dark. I can't even see to draw a plan. It's not what he did. But he looked into the darkness and he said, let there be. Let there be. Light. Yes. Yes. Had there ever been a light before that? Was light a brand new word? Was it something only created in the heart of God? Where, where did light begin? Did it begin when God said, let there be light? He called from what he has in his own resources because he is light. Yes. He is light of the world. He is light. He said, let there be light. He spoke from his own resources. You got to know what your resources yes. are. The resources of the invisible realm are yours. You are yes. a child of God. Yes. Amen. Amen. You call things, whatever you call it, you got to call it. Not only do I give it a name and call it, but I say, come here. Yes. Come call on, it. Now. You call it to you. Amen. It. Because we have authority over it. Yes. Y'all weren't ready for that statement. Come on now. I'm going to apply a little bit further. Look, Romans 4, 17, it says, God, we become like God when we call things into existence. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things. Would you underline that? Calls those things. Calls those things which do not exist as though they did. I call you replaced. I call you replaced. You are not God's best for me. I declare I call you replaced, and until then, you will get me where I need to go. Yes. Talk to it. Come on. Call it what you want it to be. He gives life to the dead, and he calls those things which do not exist as though they did. So we have, we have the power to call it, we have the power to tell it to leave. Amen. Number two, it's about the authority of the believer. Number one, we have been given spiritual authority. You have spiritual authority. See, most people do not realize that there is a spiritual battle going on all around us. Yes. We're convinced. We just live in the world. Case the world. Whatever happens, just happens. It was just meant to be. It was just meant to be. No, some stuff is not just meant to be. Come on, Pastor. God is dependent on us to be his partners in the earth. Amen? Amen. And to use the authority that he's given us to bring the will of God to pass in the earth. Because the will of God is not automatic. Come on. The will of God is not automatic. But, but through faith, the promises of God. The promises of God are received by faith. And part of the faith process is speaking. Jesus said, have faith in God. I tell you the truth, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast and see done down his heart, he'll have Whatever he said. It's part of the faith process. Speaking is part of the faith process. Amen. Amen. So we've been given spiritual authority. Luke 10, 19. Look at it here. Jesus said, look. Look here. Behold. Look. That means look. 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 Open your eyes. Look. Open your spiritual eyes. I give unto you power. 
to tread on serpents and scorpions. Over this, this uh, spiritual war that we're in, it says, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Yeah. So that word power in the Greek is exousia. Say that word, exousia. Exousia means authority. It means power, authority, or jurisdiction. Amplified says, behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions. Listen to this now. Physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses. That tells me that I'm bigger and better than he is in every situation. Come on now. It's a fixed fight. Isn't that what it means? Doesn't that mean it's a fixed fight? He's already tipped the scale in my favor. He's already a defeated foe. Isn't that what that means? And look what it says here. He says, he says, physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses, and nothing shall in any way harm you. Nothing shall in any way. So he's going to give you the physical strength. He's going to give you the mental, the mental strength and ability over everything that the enemy can throw my way. Amen. You're equal or better to it. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Authority. What is authority? It's the power or right to give orders. Make decisions and enforce obedience. Authority is to command, control, charge, or rule. Amen. So you have the power and the right to give orders and make decisions. Amen. You have the right to tell it what to do. Yes. You have the right to declare it. You have yes. the right to decree it. Yes. So number two, why did he give us this authority? We have the responsibility to enforce God's will on earth. Amen. It's a responsibility. It's also, you know, uh, it's it's a privilege yep. to get to enforce his will on the earth. We are enforcers. Yes. You have a, bi- a badge. Luke 10, 19 gives you the, 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 the power you need to operate. Yes. You know, a, a police officer has a badge on, right? Yes. Yes. They wear a badge. And that badge says that, that they've been commissioned. By the state of Texas or the county of Harris or the, uh, wherever, wherever they're from, they wear a badge that says that, that all of Harris County stands behind them mm-hmm. as they enforce the law. Come on, Pastor. Oh, oh, oh. That means I got a badge yes. that says all of heaven yes. and the heavenly host, yes. God himself, yes. Jesus, yes. the Holy Spirit, and the word stands behind me yes. and has got my back. Amen. Amen. So you you have the power to exercise your faith with the power of heaven and the heavenly host backing you up. It's not just you. When you start talking, you're commanding legions. That wasn't even in my notes. Thank you. You're commanding legions. Legions. And legions of demonic realm. Of an angelic host. Come on. God's counting on us. Yes. We have a responsibility to do it, to take care of business. Amen. Amen. All right, John 10 10. It's why he came. It's why we celebrate Christmas, right? Yes. I have come that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. We've come to enforce that. Yes. Jesus said, That's why I came. And now I'm giving you the very same. Um, uh, the very same uh, uh, reason that I came, I'm giving it to you. This is why I'm sending you. I'm sending you with.
seek to save a son. Amen. Yes, amen. I want you to go and seek to seek and save the lost, but I want you to continue to enforce the will of God in the earth. Amen. We are enforcers. Enforcers. We are law enforcement officers for the kingdom of God. Yes. Amen. 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 I receive it. This is good stuff. Psalm 115 says, you know, it drives me crazy when people say, you know, I was witnessing to a guy who was in here measuring on the floor, I think. And uh, I began to witness to him a little bit. And he said, well, I'm an atheist. I said, okay. What, what, what caused you to be an atheist? He said, well, if God's so good and wonderful, why are there people starving? Why are there countries that are poor? I said, that's a very simple answer. God is not in charge of the earth. Man is. God didn't do it. He put you. What have you done to feed people? Come on now. Tell it. Come on, Tell it. That's the truth. Yes, I was hungry and you fed me. Yes. I was naked and you clothed me. Yes. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. <laughs> he said, good answer. He said, I was just faking. I'm not an atheist, but I wanted to see what you said. <laughs> but here's your scripture. Psalm 115, 16 in the message. The heaven of heavens is for God. But he put us in charge of the earth. We're in charge of the earth. Matthew 6.10. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now why would Jesus tell us to pray that if his will was automatic? Come on. Come on. See, his will is forever settled in heaven. It's forever settled in the earth. But we have to enforce it. We have to know the will of God first. And then after we know it, we got a badge to operate. you got a function to function. Amen? Glory to God. All right. So we get ourselves in alignment with heaven, and we command his will to manifest in the earth. And so we call it to us, and it comes. We tell it to go, and it's got to leave. Job 22, 28 through 29 says, Thou shalt also decree a thing. Would y'all put a circle around that? Decree a thing. <laughs> Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. And the light shall shine upon thy ways. When men are cast down... Then thou shalt, help me y'all, when men are cast down, then thou shalt, there is a lifting up. So he said, you'll decree a thing and it shall be established, okay? When men are cast down, you're going to say to them, there is a lifting. Be lifted up. Amen. You shall say, there is a lifting. Yes. So he says, you'll decree a thing and it shall be established. Now what is decree? Decree is an official order issued by a legal authority. An official order issued by a legal authority. A decree implements a judgment that is backed up by the authority of a court order. It also means to divide. Hang on to that for a second. So it is at the end of the at the end of the whole trial, at the end of everything. Whether it's a jury or whatever, whatever it is, the judge at the end says, it is the order of the court that. Ah. Then the gavel comes down. Kapow. Pow, pow, pow. When the gavel comes down, it's done. This, this is what this court finds, and this is, this is what's about to happen. And I don't care who you are. Once the gavel comes down, whether you're the one in cuffs or whether you're on the other side. Or which, which, whether you're the, the petitioner or you're the one who's answering, whichever one you are, whatever the judge says, mm. that's what's been to happen. Does that make you know there's a bailiff over in the corner? Mm-hmm. 
waiting to enforce what the judge said, take him to jail, or take the cuffs off and let him go. So there's a bailiff there waiting to bring the order to pass. So the decree of a court is so powerful that after it's been handed down, no one else has any say in the matter. So the bailiff carries it out. So we got to stand up in the authority to function like God has given us. So when you decree sickness, I order you to leave. You have been ordered to leave. You decree it. You declare it. You are ordered to leave. Why? It's backed up by the law. See, the judge can't just make any erroneous uh, judgment. It has to go along with the law that's already written. So you make a decree just like the judge. In this case, we're called to judge fruit. We're called to judge situation. And we're the ones who say, you are not God's best for me. You are not God's best. If you have the right to decree and to declare. So the decree is backed up. See, once you decree sickness, you got to go. Yes. Healing, come forth now. When you do that, then then it is backed up by the blood of Christ. It's backed up by the word of God. It's backed up by the Holy Spirit. It's backed up by the heavenly host. And so God comes to back up what you said. But the blood, you know, I want to focus on the blood right now. Christmas time, that's why we put red flowers out. That's why we use red ribbons. It's because we remember, that's why it's all about trees. Because it was on a tree that the blood ran down. The blood is what changed everything. There was a decree in heaven. The gavel came down. Jesus went up and he sprinkled the mercy seat. It is over with. It is done. The heavens of heaven. It is already decreed and declared what God thinks about sickness. What he thinks about poverty. What he thinks about lack. What he thinks about a lack of wisdom. When it is already available to us if we'll pray and believe and ask God for it. Hallelujah.
So when you begin to speak God's word, that blood is crying out yeah. in agreement. It's crying out in agreement with what you're saying. Oh, you yeah. can't hear me this morning. The blood is crying. The blood has a voice. And the blood is crying out in agreement with what you're saying. So he entered into the holy of holies. He entered into the most holy place with his own blood. He forever satisfied the judgment that was against us. The curse that had been spoken in the garden. Every bit of it. The court order had been handed down. Now you and I are the ones with the authority to carry it out. And the authority looks like this, like the centurion soldier. He understood. This is the most amazing account of somebody understanding authority. So amazing. The centurion servant came and said, you know, go tell Jesus I, I need this to heal my servant. So Jesus said, he wants me to come to his house. Okay, let's go. He said, no, 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 Jesus. Jesus, hold on. I understand this thing called authority. And oh, you don't have to come. All you got to do is say the word. Because you have authority. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only... Speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go. Say to this one, go. And he goes. Because he knows the authority that he has. To another, come. And he comes. And to my servant, do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard it, Jesus had to just stop. Yes. Come on. He had to take a little praise break. Oh, hey, there's somebody here who got it. Yes. He got it. And yes. he's not even from Israel. He ain't even one of y'all. You can't understand what you said. Yes. You understand that it was very cool. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This man is God. We said when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not such great faith, not even in Israel. What do you call great faith? I know that all I have to say is go and it goes. Come here and it comes. Do this and it does it. That's what God calls great faith. Jesus called it great faith. Chapter 8 verse 13. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you believe, so let it be done for you. There's the word. Let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Yes. So I want you to rise up just like Jesus stood over the fever and yes. said, I forbid you. Yes. I want you to rise up and I want you to tell some stuff. I forbid you. Yes. I want you to, to, to look at yourself in the mirror and talk to your body and tell it, I forbid you to break down on me. Yes. I forbid you to be tired. Let the weak say, I am strong. I am yes. strong today. Yes. Stand over yourself and speak over yourself. You know, to, you got to tell it to go. Yes. And when you tell what you want to come according to God's word, you know, to, I remember I told you to hold on to that. To decree also means to divide. Mm-hmm. When you decree prosperity, you cut off lack. When you decree something, something else has got to go. Amen. Amen. So I'm decreeing this to come my way. Lack has been cut off. Yes. When you decree healing, sickness has got to be cut off. It's got to go. Yes. Anything purposed against us, anything purposed against us has got to go. When you declare divine destiny, yes. God is saying, For I know the thoughts that I think towards yes. you, says the Lord. Yes. Thoughts of, of good and not of 
future and a hope and an expected end. I have the right to, to write down my vision in my journal and to formulate a faith confession and to begin to say it and yeah. speak it forth yeah. and call it into existence. Yeah. I have the keys of the kingdom of God. Whatsoever I bind on earth is bound in the heavenlies. And whatsoever I loose on earth, it's loose in the heavenlies.
soul. Yeah. We're gonna celebrate. And we had two showings, one at three o'clock and at five thirty. So we couldn't go home anyway. So you know, we had to pick up our daughter and we had to do something. So I'm like, we're gonna celebrate. And he had already suggested we go out to eat. So I'm like, yeah, so we're gonna celebrate. So I picked up Kaylee uh, from daycare and we decided to meet at uh, Papa's on 59. So in the car with her, you know, I'm praying, I'm still praying. And you know, I said, you know what? God's gonna give us two offers. Mm. And then we gotta choose between the two. And so I'm praying, and my four-year-old daughter, she got in agreement with me. and said, in Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> <laughs> my four-year-old daughter. <laughs>
Well, let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for the word that's been sown in our hearts today. We thank you that we will never be the same because of it in Jesus' name. But Lord, we just ask you to really give us a real revelation this month. We're asking you, God, to cause this, whatever is in us that needs to come out so this can drop in. Lord, we just call ourselves full of the word, understanding the power of our words, God. Lord, that may we get a real revelation of this. And we declare we receive it unhindered and unchecked by any force in Jesus' mighty name. Well, maybe you're here this morning with our heads bowed and eyes closed and you'd say, Pastor Sally, I'm not right with God. I want to be right with God, but I know that I'm not. I'm on the outside. I'm not really living for God. And I really am ready to dedicate my whole life to Him and accept the free gift of salvation. Because Jesus has died for our sins. Like we've already... We've already um, Illustrated this a couple times today that Jesus came to pay our sin debt for us. He was not guilty, he was innocent, but he took our guilt to the to the cross and paid the price for us. And so you'd say, Pastor Sally, I'm ready to receive the free gift of salvation. I'm ready to start my life off brand new and on track with God. Yeah. I want to pray with you this morning. That's you. You say, Pastor Sally, I really am ready to give him everything. Not hold anything back. I know I was 31 years old when I knelt down in my closet and threw my hands in the air and said, I'm through running, God. I'm through running. I give you my heart, my life, and all that I am. I give it to you. Every gift that I have to you, so the kingdom, it's yours, God. I hold nothing back. And that day revolutionized my life. I've never been the same since that moment that I've made that quality faith decision to, to become a child of God and, and completely surrender to Him. Amen. So this morning, this, this is your time. This is your opportunity. Your, your time to say, I'm through running. I give you my life. So I'm going to just lead you in this very simple prayer. If you would, just repeat this prayer with me. This is a really holy moment. God is listening. All of heaven is listening. So just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, I confess to you that I am a sinner. I have messed up. Sometimes on purpose. Sometimes I'm sure I just didn't know. But I'm sorry. And I ask you to forgive me. I believe you sent Jesus to die in my place. And pay the price and the penalty for my sin. I believe that on the third day, you raised him from the dead. Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I need you. I'm trusting you alone to save me. Teach me, guide me, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer, the good news is is that, that uh, you are in a different place with God now. You are now a child of God. And what I'd like for you to do is just to simply fill out the little card that you have in your in your welcome packet. If you would, just fill out the front with your name, address, phone number, and all that stuff. We're not going to come visit you or anything like that, so don't, don't worry. Don't be traumatized. We're not going to come visit you. But um, but if you would, oh, hold it upside down. Just fill it out. And then on the back, there's a place. You, you know, when you receive Christ, you got to let somebody know. Yeah. Jesus didn't die for you in a back room somewhere. Jesus died on a hill, naked and bleeding, full of shame for you. So he says, if you'll confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. If you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father. So the way that we ask you to do that here right now, 2019, is don't be different. But right now, the way we get you to confess that and we allow you to do it is just simply put a, a check mark on the yes box on the back of the card. 
And if you would, in just a moment, we're going to receive our offering. If you'll drop that in the offering basket, I'll make sure that I get that card myself, and I'll be giving you a call this week. Amen? To encourage you. So, um, if you would, go ahead and be doing that, and uh, and we're going to go ahead and receive our offering. It's offering time. That was so pitiful. I wish I would have said anything. That was, that was just, that was 